0: Why did I develop a sales training game? Well, I've been training people for ages. I first started training people probably, I guess, when I was in high school, when I was uh, teaching guitar lessons. So that was fun. What I used to do was uh, I'd take the very beginning students, and I'd work with them until I probably got to the end of my capabilities and then if they were interested in moving forward I'd turn them over to my guitar teacher who would then take them from there that way he had a steady stream of sort of intermediate students that he could start working with and do fun and interesting things with them rather than just teaching them you know here's how you pluck a chord here's a C a G a D or whatever uh, and it worked out great for me because he would pass people on to me to start them uh, when people contacted him. So I had a steady stream of business coming in. And uh, it was really pretty fun. I mean, I'm no great musician, actually. Some people would say I'm a pretty lousy musician, but I love it. And I loved it a lot, even more then. And uh, it was fun to take uh, people who'd never played guitar before. And get them, you know, strumming out some basic songs and doing some basic little picking routines and things like that. So they could, you know, do at least some fun songs like, uh, you know, House of the Rising Sun and um, uh, Take Me Home Country Roads, uh, you know, whatever. It was pretty fun. Anyway, so I've been training with people for a long time. And... It's a lot easier training people when they're doing something that they enjoy and they're doing for themselves, like learning to play the guitar. And then I taught people for a long time how to work with dogs, how to train dogs, how to handle dogs. Um, I probably did that, gosh, I don't know how many years, 15 years, 20 years probably. And that was a lot of fun too, because people had some motivation to learn how to train their dog or handle their dog because they enjoyed working with their dog or they liked being outside or whatever it was. So it's a little weird with sales and customer service training that people are often resistant to sales and customer service training. Because if you get decent training as a salesperson, you make more sales, you feel better about yourself because you're being more successful, you make more money because either you make more commissions or you qualify for uh, salary increases or whatever. And if you're a customer service person and you have good training, Well, you think that would be self-motivating because then when people yell at you, you can calm them down and turn those into pleasant conversations. Or when people have problems, you're more efficient at helping them. Uh, It's easier to direct them to the right place so they get what they need. Because it's hard to be a customer service person if you're not driven by the desire to help people and help them figure out their stuff. So it's weird that so many times sales and customer service people are resistant to training. So I've worked on all sorts of programs and you know if you go to mysolvingsales.com you can basically see my catalog of sales training stuff built out as a self-driven, self-motivated set of journeys you can go on for sales mastery and that's, that's all good. Uh, I've set up lots of different sales programs where the mission might have been to learn s- something simple like here's one new phrase you should master because it really works well in a certain condition that comes up quite a bit. Or here's another way to, to uh, frame your offering because uh, sometimes the way you've been framing it isn't exactly working. right? So those kinds of things fairly specific work well. But one thing that's hard to do is to um, is to duplicate or mimic the competition, the emotional ups and downs, the, the unpredictable nature of sales and customer service, uh, and do it in a fun way. I mean, you can role play with people and throw all kinds of things at them. But when you're role playing, it's very hard to be authentic because, you know, you're if you're the person pretending to be the customer or the prospect, it's very hard for you to be natural in your responses because you're trying to role-play out responses. And when you're the person who's uh, working as the employee in a role-playing situation, it's tough to be really natural too because you're trying to to work on whatever technique or phraseology you're supposed to be working on, um, but you also don't want to you know, come across as doing it wrong with the trainer. Um, so maybe part of the challenge is to do more role playing so people get comfortable with it. I, I try to phrase that or frame that with people as what happens with actors when they're working on lines for a, a play or a show or a movie or whatever. Because in, in many respects, It's the same thing. We're putting on a little show for our customers. And yes, there's always a lot of improvisation and some unpredictability, but we kind of know what the scene looks like. We know pretty much the only two, three, four ways that scene is gonna resolve itself. So why not practice scripting? I mean, we call it scripting in sales and customer service. So why not practice it as if it were scripting? and practice the script until you get the motivation of the line right and the phrasing of the line and the pacing and the tone and all that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, I I try to work on that with people when, when I'm working on retention exercises because being able to retain good training is difficult too. So, I mean, you can take the phrase, sure, I can help you with that and you can deliver that 14 different ways and really, until you've really perfected that, doing it maybe three, four, five different ways, it doesn't always roll off of your tongue in the smoothest way possible. And sometimes it sounds a little canned with people. But if you practice your, sure, I can help you with that in many different ways, in many different tones, then you can, can customize it, uh, smooth it out, uh, for any kind of customer you're talking to under any kind of circumstance and it becomes a great answer for just about anything somebody's going to ask you. So that's a long way for me to come around to say why I developed a sales training game because when you play a game, especially if it has a few little hints of role-playing elements or fantasy or something like that. You do remove yourself a little bit from your normal self, right? So you kind of you remove yourself from your, I'm the sales trainee, I'm the sales trainer kind of role that you feel like you're in. When you're doing a team building exercise or a training exercise with your team, and you step outside of that a little bit and you lighten up a little bit and your inhibitions come down a little bit and you're you're able to laugh at yourself and your friends. And, and then when you twist a little bit of competition into the game and add some silly elements and add some unpredictable things that either make you happy as a as a player or make you frustrated as a player, then you can really start to, to mimic some of the real things that happen in the sales or customer service interaction when you, know, you, think, you think you're think you having a good interaction with someone and all of a sudden it goes off the rails, or someone comes uh, to you with uh, something you're not sure how to handle, or they come at you in an aggressive way, or whatever they do, that kind of throws you off your game to start with, uh, it allows you then to start recovering and get things back on track. So I think it's great. And if you're not playing some kind of games with people that are actually, you know, games, not just, you know, pull a name from the hat and that's the name we'll use in the next role play, but, you know, game game kind of things, I think you're gonna have a lot more success doing it. I know it's, it's helped me a lot in being able to deliver training to people. And it really helps the people involved in the games a lot because they walk away feeling a sense of satisfaction and joy that you don't often get in a team building environment or a sales or customer service environment. You don't often walk away going, yeah, that felt pretty good, that was fun, I like that. And then have some power to move forward and improve what you're doing. So anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it on why I developed a sales training game and why you should probably go out and find some fun, silly ways of delivering the training that you're trying to deliver too. Even if it's not sales or customer service training, I mean, there's a bazillion things people need to learn how to do and have some fun with it. Build it into some silly game kind of things and go for it. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Troncast. Thanks for supporting the Troncast. And uh, take care. Bye. How about a piece of silly sales phraseology from the game Starship Junkyard, the card game? So one of the phrases that uh, kicks off a card in Starship Junkyard is... Who wears the pants? Right. That is one of the funniest, old-school, silliest, stupidest sales phrases out there. And it shows up in the silly game because when you say things to people in a sales situation, sometimes you'll say the same things to different people and get wildly different reactions. So can you imagine as the... uh, prototypical sleazy salesperson telling somebody in their office, well, who wears the pants in your family? You can make the decision, can't you, to try and force a close. And you can probably imagine the wide range of responses that you could get and uh, write a whole sitcom about that. And, And that becomes a point of hilarity in the Starship Junkyard game when people play that as a positive phrase. Right. What happens is you say, well, who wears the pants? And the sales prospect says, well, I wear the pants, so I'm going to buy that now. And on the negative, the way to play that as a negative card, the the salesperson says, well, who wears the pants in your household? And the answer is, well, you're a jerk for saying that to me. You're an idiot. I'm not buying anything from you. And that is the... uh, The uh, schizophrenia, if you want to call it that, of sales is that some of the things you say to people, the prospect goes, wow, I'm so glad you mentioned that, I'd love to buy from you, and you say the same thing to somebody else, and their reaction is, you're an idiot, I never want to see you again. So there you go, there's a, a little piece of silliness from the Starship Junkyard card game for you. What do you do for sales training and team building exercises? What do you do for customer service training and team building exercises? I know you're trying all kinds of things and there's some good stuff out there, but I swear if anyone ever asked me to do another trust fall, my brain's gonna explode. So let's come up with something different. I've been trying to find something different for a while. And I thought, well, why not? Let's come up with a sales training game or a customer service training game. Something fun that everyone can get into and that they can laugh about and challenge each other and poke each other a little bit and feel some of the emotional ups and downs that you get when you're in customer service and sales. So I went to a game jam uh, headed up by the local regional economic development group here in Columbia and Boone County, Missouri. And I met a group of game developers, and we had so much fun that we ended up creating a game called Starship Junkyard, which is a great and hilarious way to do team building for your businesses, for your sales teams, for your customer service teams. And it's turned out to be just a great family and friends game too, something you can sit down and play for half an hour or an hour, or a great pub game. It's hilarious. It's called Starship Junkyard, and you can find it on Facebook at uh, the Starship Junkyard, the card game. You can buy it on thegamecrafter.com. Go to thegamecrafter.com and look up Starship Junkyard and buy a copy and play it. It's hilarious. So try that for your next team building exercise. Try that for your next sales training meeting. Sit down and play Starship Junkyard and you will be happy you did. Go check it out on Facebook, Twitter, go buy the game at thegamecrafter.com. The Starship Junkyard, the card game, thank you. What do you do for sales training? When sales training is so frustrating and seems so counterproductive sometimes, right? Because the people getting trained are sometimes resistant, or sometimes they've been through so many training courses where they just tune out everything you say and you sound like the teacher in Charlie Brown. Mwah, 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 mwah. Sometimes the people doing the training are so frustrated because they come up with some really good material and go out in the field and prove some really good phraseology and techniques and approaches. And then when they try to train it, sometimes it doesn't work in reality the way it it worked for them or it doesn't work for the particular people doing it or the folks who get the training just don't feel like putting in the time to perfect it it's really frustrating for the trainers. It's also really frustrating for the higher-ups, for the big bosses, because they invest in training and they invest in training materials. And sometimes the numbers don't move and so they wonder, well why are we doing this? What's the point? So I've come up with a couple different approaches for sales training that maybe are helpful. One idea is to make it a self-driven process where the salesperson is on their own sales journey, their quest for sales proficiency, their quest to be their own sales hero. So if you want to check that out, go to solvingsales.com. That's all about my self-driven sales journeys program. And you can subscribe to that for, I think right now it's $5 a month. I'm making it super easy so people can get in there and start creating their own journey to sales mastery. Solvingsales.com. Solvingsales.com. Thank you.